discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. So, the last time I, I shared with you, I was talking to you about um, how important the Holy Spirit is in accomplishing supernatural things. I mean, as I hear of supernatural accomplishments, and without the Holy Spirit, it's not going to work. This, this is a year where God is saying to us as a church that through the ministry of the Spirit, so many beautiful things are going to be done in a very short while with speed with with uh, with comfort you don't you don't have to have to struggle unnecessarily hallelujah, hallelujah. do you believe it yeah. so i'm showing you various um things that god has showed us in his word that will aid us you know i always let you know that god is not trying to bless you God is not trying to bless you. There are things you should not pray for. Okay? There are things you should not pray about. Because God has already done it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you find so many Christians asking God to do something that he will never do. Because he has already done. Do you see? That's, that's where the problem is. A lot of people... Who pray, God bless me. But the Bible lets you know that He has blessed you. Ephesians 1 3. And I'm sure you know the scripture. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. You see, He even lets you know that it's everything with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Are you in Christ? Yeah. He says, Because you are in Christ, you are blessed with all spiritual blessing. In heavenly places in Christ. So all that you will need for your life has been accomplished. Wow. wow. That puts everything in a different perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Everything that you need for your life, for your beauty, for your glory, for your enjoyment has been given to you. It's all been given to you. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. Let's look at Second Peter 1. One, two, and three. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power, this is done, this was done by his divine power. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto your life and to godliness. Living the God life. Living the glorious life. He says, his divine power has given unto us all things. Are you born again? Yeah. The most important thing that needs to happen in a man's life is a born again experience. When you become born again, all that you need has been granted to you. The day you got born, you got born again, everything you needed for your life, all the money you ever have has been given to you. All the cars you ever drive has been given to you. The wife you ever marry has been given to you. Your children have been given to you. Every single thing, your business, that the business that you need to do to bring you into goodness has been given to you. Wow. wow. It's been given to you according as his divine power has, been give, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, he's, he's telling you how you get to access or use all that he has given to you. It is, it is through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. He has called us to glory and to virtue. So the more you know, that's why we come to church. That is why you shouldn't miss out on the, on the, on the services. That is why you shouldn't miss out on um, reading your Bible. Yeah, yeah. Because the more you read, the more you find out what has been given to you. Yeah. 
He lets you know. He's giving you everything. That's, that is the revelation of the New Testament. If you check the New Testament, you will never see God saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's all Old Testament. And all that he said he was going to do, he did in Christ. When Jesus hung on the cross and he said it was finished, he meant it. He really meant it. I've always been telling you that God wants you to be confident in the fact that he has accomplished all that needs to be done for you. And rest in that confidence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Philip, uh, Philemon. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6, for instance. Let's look at it. Philemon 1 6. This is Paul praying for this man. You know, this was Paul's prayer for him. He says, I pray that the communication of your faith or the sharing of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Meaning that there are good things in you in Christ Jesus. Look at the Amplified. And I pray that the participation in and sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. He's trying to let you know that your, your faith, the, the productivity or the results that your faith can produce is dependent on your knowledge, you acknowledging. Do you see? Every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. So the question is, what are the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus? I just mentioned one to you, for instance. Blessings. We are blessed. It's one of the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. He says, acknowledge it. Go forward by acknowledging it. Produce results by acknowledging the fact that you are blessed. I am not looking for blessings. I'm blessed. I am the blessed of God. I don't know if you have, if even saying it brings some confidence into your life. It's like you are not looking for something. You are not the one who's looking for something. You are the one who has all things. And are living, you are living out, manifesting the blessings of God wherever you go. You are not trying to be a success. You are a success that has been sent out by God to happen everywhere. That iPhone you have in your hand, it's not trying to work. The manufacturer will not let it leave the, the company if it doesn't work. Before it leaves the company, it's working. The fact that it left the company is a proof that it is working. If you weren't going to succeed, God, God was not going to send you out. He made you a success before he sent you out. Do you understand? Yeah. So, Pastor, why is this one not working? Find out what you don't know. The question is, what don't I know? Why do we pray? We pray so that we can access what God has said concerning us. We can know it for, in, in, in reality for ourselves. There are prayers we pray that, that, that is why a lot of people feel that Christianity doesn't work. That, that is the problem we have. Because we have a lot of young people who are thinking. Do you see? They are thinking. It's like they look at those who have gone ahead, who trusted in the Lord, and did not have some things. So they are, they are wondering, well, does this thing work? I am better off in a club because the guys in the club did well. Hello? I am better off just focusing on my work. Because the guys who focus on their work made it. So what is all this Christianity nonsense? Hmm? I'm just saying what they say. Yeah, it's, it's all because we didn't understand what, what all this was about. A lot of people didn't understand what it was all about. You know, so we are praying because it is, it is one of the things we do as Christians. We pray. No. Don't just pray. Pray and get results. What do you think about what I'm saying? If you are doing something and it's not working, you should know that there's something wrong. Yeah. You are praying, nothing is happening. Things are not working. You have been patient for a very long time. Things are still not working. You should know that there's something you are not doing right. What am I not doing right? That is why we fast and pray. We fast and pray so that we can go on a search. You see, you don't just fast and pray. You fast and pray with the word of God. Without the word of God exploding in your spirit, you will not know what you are supposed to do. You will not know, it's called the rema of God. You will not know exactly what to do 
to get the results God wants you to get. Please, you understand? Sometimes it's, it's really it's sad and worrying when you have so many struggling Christians. There's no need. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to struggle. Look at, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, for instance. 1 Corinthians 2. Let's read verse 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, so that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. He's showing you why the Holy Spirit is in your life. The Holy Spirit is in your life not to bring something new into your life. He's in your life to help you identify all the good things that are in you, all the good things that God has given to you. Because as far as he's concerned, he has given you all things. So he gives you the Holy Spirit to help you, to lead you into all reality, to lead you into all truth concerning all the good things he has given to you. That is why the Holy Spirit is there. Okay? Go to chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read verse 21 now. He says, Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Was he lying? Ask your neighbor, was he lying? Therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things are what? Do you believe it? Yeah. Do you believe the word of God? Yeah. All things. All things. Did, did, do you understand all things? Yes. What does all things mean? All things. all things means all things. Everything belongs to you. All the banks belong to you. Yeah. <gasps> you are surprised. All the banks belong to you. Yes. All the big companies around belong to you. Yes. So if you need an employment, what do you do? Walk in and go and get your employment. All things are mine. Before you get in there, you stir up yourself in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's what you do. God has given us, he has made us successful. He has made us successful. All things are yours. Then he lets you know, he says, whether, next verse. And ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Go up. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Next verse. Whether Paul or Apollos, you know, because some people were saying that, oh, I belong to Paul. And others were saying, I belong to Apollos. And Paul came to tell them that, listen, whether it is Paul or Apollos, we all belong to you. We are actually there. We are existing because of you. We are there for your benefit. So he says, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, Cephas is Peter, or the world, the world, the whole world is yours. Do you know why the princes of, uh, of England are confident? Do you know why Americans are confident? America, look at Americans, for instance. Americans are confident. Because they feel that the world is for them. It's a feeling. It's not true, but it's, it's, it's a feeling they, they, they have. So it informs their, their character, their mood. The way they... Your confidence in life... Let us know how much results you produce. That's the truth. If you start out in life thinking that, I don't know, I don't know what I, I can even have. Maybe I have to go and do this and see if I can succeed, then do this if I can succeed. Then whatever you do will not succeed. But if you start out thinking that all things are mine, everything is mine. When I need it, it will come to me. Yeah. That business that I'm doing is going to work because all things are mine. If I have touched it, the Holy Ghost has touched it. And because the Holy Ghost has touched it to work. Who, who stands at a better chance of doing something? The one who thinks that the Holy Ghost is in him. And knows that the Holy Ghost is in him. And when he touches something, the Holy Ghost has touched it. And so he expects results. He expects success. If things do not work the way he wanted to, he's not discouraged. I don't know what happened. I don't know. No. Makes no difference. Jesus prayed for somebody for the first time. It didn't work. He prayed for him the second time. It didn't work. Then he prayed for him a third time and it worked. Yeah, the man who did not have eyes. Eh? Read it for yourself. Read your Bible carefully. So the fact that you try something and it didn't work does not mean that it will never work. Uh-huh. Find out. That's why you, before you start out, you find out what the Holy Ghost would want you to do. Remember, he's inside you to bring you into goodness, isn't it? So find out, what do you you want me to do? I know all things are mine, but where do you want me to start off from? Where do you want me to start off from? All things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life. Life is yours. Meaning that death cannot stay around you. Death in any way, in any form. 
He says, life is yours. Or death, even death is yours. Wow. All things present. All things to come. He says, the, the present is yours. The future is yours. He says, all are yours. All things are yours. So instead of walking through life as a child of God, thinking that you don't know how, you are going to, how we are going to survive in your life, you know, everything has been taken away from you. You didn't have a good, a good foundation in life. You weren't taken to school. Nothing happened for you. Listen to what God is saying. Don't listen to what happened to you. As for things happening to people, it's a lot of people have had all kinds of things happening to them. You can't use that as an excuse. God says you shouldn't use that as an excuse. He says, use his word. What has his word said? All things are yours. This is, this is why we pray. This is why we speak in tongues. This is why we do meditation. We do meditation so that we can know exactly what God has said. This is what God has said about me. I believe it and that settles it. When it ex- the day it explodes in your heart, the day you know that 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 all things are yours, whatever it is that you're looking for will happen. Every child of God is born for the supernatural. Not even a single child of God is born for a low life or a belly get by life. You know, no, no results. Nothing is happening. Nothing good is happening to you. Every time you make a move, bad things. No. It's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Hmm? Look at John chapter 3. Let's read verse 8. John 3, 8. He says that the way, this is Jesus talking, okay? This is Jesus talking to Nicodemus. Probably, let's read from verse 3 so that it makes more sense. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, of course, let's read from verse 2. Let's read from verse 2. It's to be nicer from verse 2. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, so the same, he's talking about Nicodemus. He says, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. I know that you have come from God. For no man can do these miracles except miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. No man can do the things you are doing unless God is with him. Nicodemus knew that you cannot have some things happening in your life. You cannot do some miracles. You cannot, you cannot change water to wine and cause blind eyes to open and cause deaf ears to open and dump, dump tongues to loosen without coming from God. It's not possible. It's not because there's nothing natural about that. There's no hospital that has made a blind man see since the world began. Not even one doctor has been able to make a blind, someone who was born blind, to see. They can do surgeries and do all kinds of things, but it doesn't work. Jesus touches their eyes, says a prayer, commands their eyes to open, and the eyes open. He commands, oh, no surgery, nothing, no cut, nowhere, nothing. He come, he speaks, and the eyes open. That same Jesus is sitting inside you right now. Same Jesus, not a different one. Same Jesus. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same Jesus is sitting inside you right now. Wow. Because he was like, nobody can do this except God be with him. God is not just with you. God is inside you. Look at how, look at how special our life is. Your life is too special. The problem of Adam and Eve was that they didn't know what they had. They had no idea of what they had. So when the devil came and said, if you partake of this, you will become this. You become like God. They were already like God. And they followed him and had problems. Next verse, verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him. Jesus didn't mind him concerning what he was saying. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Actually, he was giving him um, answers concerning what, what can make your life miraculous like mine. He was showing him what can make your life like mine. You have come saying that no man can do these things except God be with him. No man can do these miracles except God be with him. I'm showing you. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Next verse. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born, born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Next verse. 
Jesus answered, Very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the, into the kingdom of God. In other words, what causes you, you to have miracles in your life is being in the, in the kingdom of God. When you have an entrance to the kingdom of God, miracles will happen in your life. Okay? Look at verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. In other words, if you are born only from the normal way of being born, which is coming through the womb, you, you, you can only do things that are fleshy. Only things that are human. That's all you can do. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Meaning that there's something called being born of the spirit. And when you're born of the spirit, you become spirit. You are given an entrance into the realm of the supernatural. I don't know if you're catching it. So Jesus is giving this guy a very wild teaching about how to be or how to live in the miraculous. The, the most important key is that you give your life to Christ. Or you get born again. Next verse. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Don't, don't marvel. That's what you need. You must be born again. And when you become born again, this is what happened to you. The wind blew it where it listed, or where it wails. And thou hearest the sound thereof. You can hear the sound of the wind blowing. But you cannot tell whence it com- is coming from and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. When you become born of the Spirit, you are born into the own of the supernatural. And your life produces results without people knowing how you produce the results. You hear the wind blowing, but you don't know where it is coming from. You don't know where it's going to. You just feel it. You just know it is blowing. You just know that it's producing results. It's causing the trees to be uprooted. It's causing things to happen. But you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going to. That's how everyone who is born of the Spirit is like. Your life is supernatural. So every child of God is born into the supernatural. Every child of God. You are too special. You are too important. You are different. You are not like everybody walking on the streets. There are two groups of people in the earth. There are those who are the creation of God and there are those who are the children of God. If you are born, if you are born by a normal a man, you are a creation of God. God loves you. That's the truth. But until you become born again, you are not a child of God. You are not a child of God. When you become a child of God, you are born into the supernatural. So we live in two worlds, actually. If you read in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, he lets you know. He says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Look at it. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. He says, but you are not in the flesh. He was talking to children of God. Then he told them that you are not in the flesh. Why? Because you are not born of the flesh. Are you born again? Yeah. You are not so sure about it. Are you born again? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, are you born again? What did your neighbor say? Yes. If you are not, tell your neighbor, if you are not born again, you need to get born again before the day ends. Or else you will not walk in the supernatural. So he says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. How do we come in the spirit? Through the new birth. By the new birth, we are introduced into the life of the, into the realm of the spirit. So we live, we live, we live in two worlds simultaneously. You are living here on earth. But then there's another realm in which you live. It's called the realm of the spirit. The realm of the supernatural. The realm of the Holy Ghost. You live in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost lives in you. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is where your position, that is your position now. We are seated. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual position. Do you see? Now he wants you to have knowledge of where you are. We are location now. You are not ordinary. See, I'm not ordinary. ordinary. Yeah, I'm not ordinary. Therefore, what someone does and does not work, me, I'll do anything to work. Because I have a spiritual backing. I'm living in the Holy Ghost. I'm walking in the Holy Ghost. Wherever I go, I go in the Holy Ghost. That's what happens in the new birth. In the new birth, you are brought into the realm of the supernatural. The qualification is the new birth. If you become born again, that's it. You are in the supernatural. And because you are in the supernatural, you are like the wind. Anything can happen with you. Any beautiful thing can happen with you. What takes people five years to accomplish can happen with you in just a day. Look at what happened to Joseph. The Bible says that when, when, until his word came, the word of God tried him. But when his word came, they commanded for him to be taken, for his hands to be taken out of the fetters. In one day, in just one day, Joseph's life was changed. By the Holy Ghost. 
That same Holy Ghost who changed Joseph's life in just a split second. It's the same Holy Ghost who's sitting inside you. So no matter what's going on around you, makes no difference. Makes no difference. Remember that the Holy Spirit is inside you. Anything is possible. With God, all things are possible. You remember, I mentioned that to you last week. With God, all things are possible. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. You can get a call that will change your life forever. You see, you can get a call that will change your financial life forever. Oh, yes. You can get a text message that can do anything. Anything is possible. You are like the wind. I'm like the wind. I'm like the wind. Yeah, I produce results without anybody knowing how. That's how I am. That's how I am. Yeah. Be confident in it. Do you understand? Be confident in the reality of where you have come to. Yeah. I'm supernatural. I'm living in the supernatural. I'm living in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, I'm living in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Anything is possible. That same Holy Ghost who brooded upon Mary for her to conceive without the human, without human agency. That Holy Ghost is the same Holy Ghost who is sitting inside you. It's the same Holy Ghost in whom you are. What is, what is not possible? What can't he do? What can't happen with your life? So be on the lookout for any, any beautiful thing that something good is going to happen to me. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, the goodness of God is living inside me. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Your expectation is what comes to pass. What you are looking out for, what you're expecting is what you experience. If you are not expecting anything, there are a lot of Christians who are not expecting anything. They feel they have not prayed enough. They feel they have not fasted enough. They feel they have not done some things enough. The prayer and the fasting is for the purpose of you knowing that Christ is in you. And becoming confident. That is why we pray and fast. It's so that we can know that we know that we know what we have become. So if you know that you know that you know what you have become, you don't need to do some things. If you realize that I don't know some things, then you go on a fast. That's why I go, I go on fast because I don't know. It's like I don't know this thing. I'm reading it, but I don't know it. I'm hearing them preach it, but I don't know it. I came to church, I heard it, but I don't know it. I don't know it for myself. I don't know it for myself. So I'll go on a retreat. I'll go on a fast. Yeah. And during that fast, I'm going to be reading about that particular thing. I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm speaking in the language of the Spirit, and I'm reading that thing. I'm reading that book, or I'm reading that particular information. Anything is possible. Whatever I touch works. Whatever I touch works. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm blessed. Yeah. You need to get to know it for yourself. You see, he says, it is through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They know not. Neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. I have said that you are gods and that you are the children of the most high. But you shall die like men and like the prince of the world. Why? Because you know not. Neither do you understand. Psalm 82. That's, that is the problem. The Bible says, through knowledge shall the just be delivered. The deliverance of the just or the deliverance of the righteous one is knowledge. Not prayer. Knowledge. Knowledge. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Look for that scripture and put it there. It's in Proverbs. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Who is the just? The just is the righteous one. Proverbs 11 verse 9. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor. But through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Through knowledge. Not through prayer. Through knowledge. Why do we pray then? We pray so that we can access the knowledge of God. Because the knowledge of God is by revelation. It needs to be revealed to you. Do you understand? Yes, yeah. So fasting calms your, 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 your flesh down. Prayer brings your spirit up. For your spirit to be able to scan and see exactly what God is saying in his word for you. What has God said concerning me? That is how your life is. When you find out what God has said, it, right, when, right in your room, because of the knowledge you have contacted through his word, your whole environment starts working along that line. That's, that's how it works. You don't need to even discuss with anybody. Yes, I was, I was sharing with some of our, our pastors here. And I was telling them that when God told Moses that he had made him ruler over Israel, not even one Israelite knew. 
Acts chapter 7, verse 23. Kola Hadabai. And when he was full 40 years, this is concerning Moses. He says, when Moses was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. Next verse. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. So he killed this Egyptian who was worrying this uh, Israelite. He killed him. Why did he kill him? Next verse. For he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. As at age 40, Moses went, the Bible says when he came to years, he knew that God by his hand was going to deliver Israel. But not even one Israelite knew. That's what happens. When you, you find out the knowledge of God concerning you, right there and then it starts working for you. You don't need, to, nobody needs to know what you have found out. Nobody, the business, the business, those in the business don't have to know that you are the one the business has been given to. <laughs> they don't need to know, but it has been given to you. Because the Holy Ghost has spoken to you. About you just know that you know that you know that this thing is mine. This thing is mine. For instance, as I'm standing here, in prayer, God told me I'm giving you the city. So this whole, this whole city of Akka has been given to us. It's been given to me. You'll be surprised at the number, the, the traffic that will be coming from the junction to this place. They don't need to know. They don't need to know what God has said to me. The most important thing is that I found out what God, God had said to me. I got that knowledge. You can't take it out of me. There's nothing you can say to convince me otherwise. Because I heard from the Lord. I know that I know that I know. Through his word that he has given the place to me. Yeah. You too, what do you know? What do you know? That's the problem. Don't just be going and coming. What do you know? You can stay in the church for 50 years. If you don't sit down with the Holy Ghost. Sit down with the word of God. Sit down in prayer, in fasting and in meditation. You will not contact anything. You will know the scriptures, but you know it in your head. It has not entered. Yeah, it has not entered. So the supernatural cannot spark. Even though you are in another spirit, you are in another supernatural, nothing is happening. Because you have not, you, you don't know. Through knowledge shall my just ones be delivered from their trouble. Look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1. Let's read verse 4. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, Next verse. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And that before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Next verse. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Next verse. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Next verse. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Next verse. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. To root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. It was between Jeremiah and God. Not even one of the nations knew that God had made Jeremiah. He had set him above them. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. But Jeremiah knew. Why? Because God has spoken to him. Did it happen in Jeremiah's life? Yeah. Emphatically, yes. Emphatically, a thousand times, yes. How did Solomon become wise? God spoke to him in a dream. I've made you wise. He woke up wise. He woke up wise. So it's dependent on you contacting the knowledge of God for yourself. But don't be a Christian who just moves around. No Bible. You don't read nothing. You, you, you are delaying yourself. You are delaying yourself. You are delaying your life. There's no word. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. You have to engage the Holy Ghost. You have to engage the, That is why we fast and we pray and we meditate. That is why we do that. We don't fast so, so that something can happen or so that God can do. God will not do anything because of that. Uh, you see, you don't move God. No, why, why do you think you can move God? Even if you can't move me, how, you can't move God. It's not your tears that will move I've always said it to you. It's not your tears that will move God. No. He has done all that he needs to do for you in Christ. Find out what he has done. And he's there to aid you find out. Hmm? 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm in the spirit. I'm in the spirit. Because of my new birth. And you, so you engage the Holy Spirit through prayer, through fasting, through study of the word. You see, that's how you engage the, you engage the Spirit for supernatural things to happen around you through these means. Yeah, consistently, continuously. Okay? That leads, is one of the things that leads to the influence of the Spirit. In the Old Testament, I told you the last time, in the Old Testament, you will have the Holy Ghost come upon, I mean, when you, when you hear that the Holy, the Holy Spirit has come upon somebody, you should know that supernatural things are going to happen. Something big is going to happen. That was the most important thing. That's the Holy Ghost will come upon the person. When the Holy Ghost came upon David, the Bible says from that day onwards, his life changed. He was a different person altogether. When he saw Goliath, he was not afraid because he knew God's word. He knew what had happened to him. The Spirit of God came upon him to kill Goliath. It wasn't a problem at all. Everybody was afraid. He was not afraid. Why? Because the Holy Ghost was upon him. This same Holy Ghost who came upon David is the same Holy Ghost who is inside you now. Same Holy Ghost who is inside you. Now in the New Testament, the, the term is not coming upon. The Holy Ghost came upon him and he did something mighty. His, the, the, the term is, he became filled with the Holy Ghost. When he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he did something. Now the Holy Spirit is inside you. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. What are we talking about when we say filled with the Holy Ghost? You need to, the power of God that is inside you. The, you see, it's so obvious. There are a lot of Christians who are praying for power to come down. And they have songs for it. Send your mighty power, come down now. Oh Lord. Nothing is going to come down. You, you are the only one who will shake. You are the only one who will move. You will sweat. You will sweat and go home. But nothing will happen. Every now and then, the mercy of God allows something to happen around them. Every now and then. The power is inside. The power is inside. Hmm? Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 19, he prays for the, church, the people in Ephesus. I pray that you get to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe according to the mighty, the work of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. That same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is sitting inside you. I am not ordinary. Ah, Lego Hoba. I'm a success. Everything I do works. Yeah, when I touch them, they are healed. Kilo Hoda. Vestonamai. Valo Hakasha. Lego Hobayaba. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord? Let, let's read the Amplified. The Amplified will help us a little bit. Confidence, not, I don't know. So if you realize that, you see, in church, you can be hearing these things and it's like you are becoming confident. When you go out, something, you, some few things happen and then you are deflated like a balloon. And then you come down. That is why you do some things when you are home. That is why you speak in tongues when you are home. Paul said in First Corinthians 40 verse 18, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. He spoke and he said, I thank God. I'm grateful to God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. He lets us know what made his life supernatural. What made his life supernatural? One day there was this woman, lady, who was following Paul and his company, you know, saying that these people are from God. Meanwhile, she was speaking by a false spirit, by a, 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 a familiar spirit. The Bible says, Paul got angry. He was grieved. Then he turned, this is in Acts chapter 16. He turned and spoke to that spirit to get out. Paul could speak to spirits. You can also speak to spirits. You can speak to spirit. You can speak for this to happen and it will happen. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is inside you. You are born of the spirit. You are in the supernatural. So your words have ability to do something to bodies and do something to spirits and do something to situations. When you speak, it comes to pass. Why? Because you are of the spirit. You are of the Holy Ghost. That is how the Holy Spirit gets things accomplished. Through words. As you speak by the spirit, things happen. So he spoke. This is Acts chapter 16, verse 18. And this is she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. The same hour. When he spoke to that spirit, that spirit left. So when people say that, oh, it is a witch in my family that is doing it. That is the easiest of them all. Speak in tongues. Speak, just speak in tongues. Remember that witch and start speaking in tongues. Kola balaba. Rebe. I got, I, I was so saddened when someone close to me called me and said, my destiny, my, my prophet said to me that my destiny has been locked in a room in my hometown. I got angry. 
I said, what do you mean? How can someone be the one who holds your destiny and has locked it in a room in your, in your village? Which room is it? Which room? Which one? Which of the rooms is it? Maybe that is true. Listen, maybe that is true. Maybe that is true. But you can get your destiny back. How? Do you know what happens when you speak in tongues? Ah, brother, you have... The Bible says you are charging yourself. You charge yourself up as you speak in the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says. He that speaking in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He charges himself like a battery. So as you are speaking in tongues, whether you feel something or not, makes no difference. It has nothing to do with your feeling. Whether you feel something or not, makes no difference. You just know that you know that. That's what God has said. When I speak in tongues, my spirit is charged. I'm charging myself. I'm charging myself. I'm charging myself. And as you charge yourself like that, you release the word of God. Yeah, you release the word of God that is coming to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So important. He spoke to that devil. Quickly, she checked out. The devil checked out. Yeah. Checked out quickly. So don't say that, oh, my, my life, I don't know how my life is going. God has showed you what to do. He has told you what to do. Do it. Do it. Stir yourself up. Do it. Do you understand? I will never go down in my life. I keep going higher and higher. So the most important thing is contacting the knowledge of God. Okay? That is the most important thing. The knowledge of God. That's why we fast. That is why we pray. That is why we read the Bible. That is, that is the reason. I'm born, you are born of the Spirit. We are, we are not ordinary. We are not ordinary at all. Look at First John chapter 4, verse 17. He says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. The word judgment is crisis. That's the Greek word, crisis. You can check it for yourself. I'm not saying so. Is it true? It's true. It's true, right? Crisis. So in a day of crisis, he says that in this our love is made perfect, so that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Your ability to overcome crisis is dependent on your knowledge of the fact that as he is, as Jesus is, so are you now in this world. You are not ordinary. That's why I said you are, you are of the supernatural. You are, not, you are not a normal person. You are sitting here looking beautiful, but you are in the realm of the spirit, you are blazing fire. You are fire moving around, I tell you. Bishop Dark said one day he was praying and the Holy Spirit showed him something. He showed him his belly. And there were hinges. There were two hinges on his belly with a door. Yeah, it was a door with a handle. And it opened up. When it opened up, he saw... Big, the biggest cables, electricity cables he has ever seen in his life. He saw three of them lined up like that. One, two, three. Lined up in his belly. He didn't see intestines. He saw cables. Electricity cables. And God told him, this is what is inside you. And then he shut it up. I mean, if you have seen something like that, when you are moving around, who, who are you afraid of? That is what is in the Bible. As he is, so are we now in this world. As he is, in his glory, in his power, in his, in, his, in his might, so are we in this world. We are his extension here on earth. He shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. Jesus' days is prolonged in us. Full of power. Yeah, he wants you to know what is the exceeding greatness. He wants you to know it. He has done it, but he wants you to know it. What is the exceeding greatness of his power that is at work in you and for you? Go back to Ephesians 1.19. Amplified. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. He wants you to know that exceeding, immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. As demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength when he raised Jesus from the dead. I mean, you can't, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is still what is working in him now. He brought him from the dead and he didn't die again. People were brought from the dead, but they died again. Jesus brought people from the dead, but they died again. It's just, it's called resuscitation. They were resuscitated. Resurrection is different. Resurrection power is what brings you back to life and keeps you alive for years. Jesus has been around for 2,000. He's still around. He's inside you. 
The evidence that he's around is the fact that when you talk to him, you, you notice that something is happening to you. You believe him, you realize that it's like you can feel him, you can act, you, you, you just know. You can't explain, but you just know that okay, this thing is true. This thing works. Sometimes you're praying the Holy Ghost, then you realize you're feeling something. Hey, what is, what is happening? No, so they were praying and the whole place became very heavy. I was, I, was in the, I was in the bathroom, I was bathing, praying before that verse. I was praying, praying. Then I, I saw a presence coming. The person was coming to touch my shoulder. I said, hey. <laughs> I just opened my eyes. I'm like, man. Yeah. Just, God does those things just to let you know that, listen, what you have believed is not, not chicken change. It's true. It's true. It's true. The angels are around you. You have no idea. Big, they go through the roof. They go through the ceiling. Big, big, big angels. As you move, they move. Yeah. As you move, they move. See, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. He wants you to know. He wants you to know. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in you, and he does dwell in you, that same spirit shall give life, shall vitalize your mortal body. Yeah. Same Holy Ghost. How can we have this Holy Ghost and fail? He told the river bell, listen, this thing that you're going to do is not going to be by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Holy Ghost is inside. Is the Holy Ghost inside? Yeah. Is the Holy Ghost inside you? Yeah. Then you have it made. You have it made. You have it made. I was, I was saying the last time. Am I teaching you or I'm preaching to you? I don't know which one I'm doing. Are you listening? Are you learning anything? Yeah. Are you able to write something down? As you speak in another spirit like that, that power that is inside, is the power can be there and you'll be failing. The power is in there, but, and of course it's in. He lets you know that that power is there, but he wants you to know it, that it is there. Be confident in the fact that that power is inside. He wants you to know it. Okay? It's inside. Now, as you pray in chants like that, as you pray, it's called focused prayer. There's tongue speaking from here, from up in your mouth. There's mouth tongue speaking, and there's tongue speaking from within. There are two different. There are tongues that you speak to warm yourself up. It's just for fellowship. It's for fellowship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are fellowship in the Lord. But when you mean business, when you want to make power available, there's, you, you, you speak. It's called impregnated tongues. Tongues by impregnation. It's from within. Hmm? You are inside. Your whole body knows that we are doing. It's not the tongue that you speak that you are sleeping. You are, you are just warming up. You're just warming up. Go to James. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that it may be healed. Then it says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Are you the righteous man? Yeah. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You must know that too. It's one of the good things that he has given to you in Christ Jesus. He has given you the gift of righteousness. And he has made Jesus your righteousness. And he has made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. These are the three levels of righteousness that we have been given. Or that we have, we have come into because of the death of Christ. He has given you righteousness as a gift. Because of Jesus' sufferings, you are now the righteous. You are now made righteous. You are now gifted with righteousness. Do you understand? Then he makes Jesus your righteousness as well. So just in case that gift should fail... Jesus is there. We have a propitiation. We have, we have an advocate with the Father. Christ Jesus the righteous. And he's a propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but the, for the sins of the whole world. He lets you know that Jesus is also your righteousness. Then he makes you, he now makes you his righteousness. You become the righteousness of God. The rightness of God in the earth. The kindness of God in the earth. The love of God in the earth. If anybody wants to contact the kindness of God, they must contact you. Why? Because you are now the kindness of God in the earth. You are now the righteousness of God in the earth. Three levels. I've preached on it. Three levels of righteousness. That's how I titled it. So you get, get that tape, okay? Now, he's letting you know that the righteous ones, those who are righteous, eh, have their prayer does something. Their prayer does something. You have been ordained to receive answers to your prayers. <laughs> Put your finger here. Go to John chapter 15, verse 16. Look at John 15, 16. He says, you have not chosen me. This is Jesus talking. He says, you have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. And ordained you. You didn't have any sense to choose him. So he chose you. 
And when he chose, he says, and I ordained you. I've ordained you. To ordain someone means to set the person on a path. To set him in a course. I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits. You should go and bring forth fruits. Do you understand that? You should go and bring forth results. It's like that uh, company that sends out that phone knowing that it's going to receive, it's going to have results. He says, I have chosen you and I've ordained, I've set you in, in a course to produce fruits. Yeah. That's what Jesus said about you. You didn't choose me, but I have chosen you. And I've ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit. And then it says, and that your fruit should remain, your results should remain. Results in any kind, of any kind, from soul winning to your business. From soul winning to your family. From soul winning to your children. He says, bear fruit, and your fruit should remain. It should be permanent. It should stay. Then he says, so that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I have sent you to produce results, and I have ordained you to receive answers to your prayer. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So that you can produce results. In other words, when you pray, <laughs> you get results. So he has set you to pray, to pray and to, to get results. In other words, when, you pray, when we pray, when we pray, when I pray, when I pray, when, the question is when. When I pray. In Acts chapter 12, they arrested James, beheaded him. Nobody prayed. They beheaded John, James. Just like that. Peter, James, and John. That James, powerful James. He was just beheaded by Herod. Free of charge. And when Herod realized that, hey, this thing, I can kill these guys. So he took, the Bible says he proceeded further and took Peter also. And when he took Peter, the church realized that, hey, if we don't do something, something, is go- something bad is going to happen to us. Now, they didn't go to seeing Kunya. Do you know, they didn't go to go and see the authorities, Herod. That to Herod, we want to have a discussion with you. You can't be arresting our people like that. That is what Christians want to do now. We want to, we want to succeed by dialogue. Get things accomplished by dialogue. It doesn't work. We don't dialogue with unreasonable men. We don't dialogue with unreasonable people. What we do is to speak in tongues. When we pray, when we pray. And the Bible says that, look at that, look at it. It says, but Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. It's called a prayer project. The kind of prayer I'm talking about is a, it's a prayer pro- Until you see something happening concerning what you're praying about, you don't stop. Do you understand? Uh-huh. That's why we set fasting time. From now to time, now we are fasting and we are praying. You set your time and you start praying. You want to see something happen. You want to see a change. You want to see a result. You pray until something happens. I want to see the blind eyes open. I pray for people. It's, it's, it's fine. Uh, 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 whatever. Stomach pain goes away. Headache it goes away. I say something, something's happened with people. But I'm not satisfied. That's not what I know I'm supposed to be doing. I know there's a blind man who is waiting for me to come. When I get there, his eyes are going to open. And his life is going to start. How long am I going to stay without knowing that Knowing for myself that I can lay hands on the blind for them too. I know that I have that power, but I don't know it as much as I have to know it. I don't forget it. That is why I don't see results along that line. So what am I going to do? Prayer project. Prayer what? Until I see something happening along that line, we end stopping. They made prayer. They made prayer for him. (laughs) Prayer was made without ceasing. Of the church unto God for him. They prayed. They prayed. And they prayed. And they prayed. You know, sometimes you think that prayer is not powerful. You see it here. Their prayer sent an angel. The angel went into the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly. Rise up. Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off. from Their, their prayer was doing all these things. It brought him out of gates, that big gates. It brought him all, all through to the streets and brought him to their door. When Peter was knocking on the door, they said, no, it cannot be him. <laughs> they didn't even believe that their prayer was working like that. But God was using their prayer. God was riding on their prayer to get things accomplished for them. Their prayer was getting things supernaturally done. They were sitting one, in one place praying. But as we were praying, their prayer was doing things in the prison. Opening gates, letting chains fall off. Do you see how powerful your prayer is? One man of God said, I will sit at one place 
Youngicho, this, this is Youngicho talking. Youngicho said that if he is to start another church, the only thing he will do is to pray. He will not do evangelism. He will not do, he will just pray. Yeah. He will just, just, I'll sit at one place and pray. Pray. You see, it's not, it's not every prayer that works. There's a, there's a, there's a consciousness you have when you're praying. Hmm? And that's what I want to show you in James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 16 and verse 17. I just started showing you. He says, confess, let's read the Amplified. The first part is powerful. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that your, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. It's very powerful. But what I want to show you is the second part. It says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous, you see, all, all of that means that your heart is inside what you're doing. So as long as you're praying like this, then you pick your nose. What are we eating? Hey, I have to work. All these things that we are doing, we don't even know. Time is not going. Because you can pray in tongues. You check and it's two minutes. In prayer, it's like time stops. It's because you are not into it. If you are into something, you don't rec- you don't realize time. If you have had a beloved and you are spending time with the beloved, you realize that t- time is too, it's like it's too small. Oh, right now, two hours. Oh, right now, three hours. Oh. The earnest. Say the earnest. Then he explains what the word the word earnest is for you. Heartfelt. Heartfelt. Ila antukia famana. Heartfelt. Your heart is inside. Heartfelt. Continued. You don't do it once and stop. Like I said, it's a prayer project. It's a project. Until you see that thing working, you are not going to stop. Heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in this working. So what he's saying is that, is that that power that is inside you can be made available for work. You see, we have there's, there's stored power. ECG has stored power. They have power. They, sometimes they produce in excess. Most of the time, actually. They produce in excess and it's, it goes off. So they find ways and means of storing some. For instance, if you buy a battery, if you buy a, a battery for your remote, okay, there's, that is stored power. The power is inside. It's stored in there. When you connect it, it starts flowing. Sorry. When you connect it, it starts flowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says that you have the power of God is inside you, but it's stored, it's inside. How do you bring it up? Through prayer. By prayer, you make dynamic power available. You make power available, which is dynamic in its working, which can cause a change around you. So when you're praying, when you're praying, this is what you do. You focus on the power of God that is inside. When you're praying, don't let your mind be eating gary and sugar. Your mind be looking at, don't let your mind go to your work. To employment, to employment, to your, to your academics. As you're praying, hey, this exam. Hmm. We don't know if we even pass it all. Hmm. Hey, we have been learning, Lord. Hmm. So as you're praying, chance in your mind, that's what you're doing. You're praying, chance but in your mind, you are visiting with your business, and you are doubting what God can do for the business. You are praying, they say we should pray. But in your mind, hmm, this business, we don't know. I don't know if it will even work. The last time I tried doing this, hmm, I tried doing this, but it's not working. Lord, so someone will hear you shouting your prayer. Ah, It's not because you have seen a revelation, but because it's like, what you have thought it has ended. Lord, this, this thing goes, someone, someone by you think that Charlie, you are catching revelation. You are not catching revelation. You are not, you're, you're, yeah, the doubts in your mind are increasing and it's shocking you. So you are shouting, ah! When you are praying in tongues, stay your mind on God's word. Power is at work in me. That power that raises us up from the dead is in me. Let your mind go there. Let your mind go there. Go to that scripture. And as I'm praying, I'm making this power available that is dynamic and is working. So you pray in tongues with your mind on what you're doing. Listen, revelation will explode. It will explode in you and you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. 
And words will start bubbling out of your spirit. It can be a word about your business. So you lift your hand and you speak to that business. I release, a word can come. Release angels to that business. I release angels to that business. Sometimes we forget that we even have angels. Most of the time we forget that we have angels. Everyone says they are mighty in strength. And they are always with us. Ready to work with us. But we've forgotten. Through speaking in tongues. With your mind on the right thing. Are you in the church? For instance, someone, someone, someone will be feeling weak. I'm not feeling too well. Like, you are helpless. You, you feel like, when you, you are feeling depressed, nothing is, you know what you do? Start speaking in tongues. But as you're speaking in tongues, keep your mind on the fact that the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit is my helper. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So you know that the Holy, the Holy Spirit is inside. He's your helper. But you are feeling weak now. You are feeling depressed. Nothing is really, you don't feel like, like you don't feel happy. He's a spirit of joy. But you're not feeling happy. Because of something that happened. Something that happened in, in your area, in your business, in your, in your workplace, in your, in your ministry. Something happened. They are worrying you. You are trying to go for it. It's not happening. Speak in tongues with your mind on the Holy Spirit as your helper. As you speak in tongues, like he's called the comforter. He will bring you comfort. You'll be surprised. At the comfort that will come to you, that will flood your heart. By the time you realize you are laughing, you are laughing, you are laughing, you are laughing. You, are, you, pray, you pray until you notice something happening to you. That's all you do. The reason why our prayers don't work is because of all the things I've said right now. Yeah. Pray your mind is all over. I pray you are doubting. You don't know. I don't know. No. Stop that wrong day. From tomorrow we'll be fasting, right? Yeah. We'll be fasting. In the mornings, I'll come to you. I'll come to you in your room on your phone. So on Mondays, during this fast, we are fasting from now to 31st. During this fast, Mondays, I'll be online with you in the morning. 5.20, right? 5.20 to 6 o'clock, 40 minutes. I'll pray with you. And I'll share something with you. You have to succeed. This year, this thing that we are saying, it has to work in your life. This year is not ending without anything happening in your life. Like how you started is how you are ending. No. This, as for this year, things must change. It must change for you too. So I'll come to you in the mornings. Mondays, Tuesdays. Okay? Wednesdays, I'll come. Thursdays, I'll come. Friday, in the evening, we'll all come here. From 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. What are we coming to do? Madashegebeya. We are going to be speaking in tongues with our mind on different things in the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ask your neighbor, am I going to see you on Friday? I'll see you, right? So 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Friday night, we are going to be speaking in tongues. In the mornings, uh, 5.20 to 4, we are praying. I want to set you on your day before you go. We'll we'll finish our fast at 4 p.m. so that you can can eat and then be happy. Okay? But between 6 a.m., between 5.20 and 4 p.m., take some time off. You see, don't be fasting all over the place. I know you'll be working. But even at work, because we were considering it yesterday, we were wondering... I want this fast to be effective in your life. And an effective fast is one that is done away from, away from other people. Yeah. Without distraction. Your mind should be on what you are doing. I'll show you some more on Sunday about that. Your mind should be on what you are doing. Do you see? Now, God, the Holy Spirit told me, let them take short, short times in the course of the day. You can take 10 minutes out of your work. You go and break during work, isn't it? Instead of going to look for food, you have two hours break at work. Wow, that's so much. Some get 40 minutes, some get 30 minutes. How much do you get? How many? One hour. One hour. That one hour, don't be moving around. You are talking to Charlie, what's up? What did happen? Hey, Charlie. Are they fast though? Are they fast? The way, the way are they hung? Eh? The way are they hung? You know the joke. Hey, your foot, your foot, they look nice. Wow. Charlie, are they hung? You shot? Hey, Charlie. Are they, are they so far? You know the joke. You have lost out. It's going to be useless. You are on a diet. You are not fasting. You are officially on a diet. Waiting for it to be 4 o'clock so that you can eat. The Holy Spirit told me they have break times. Let them take some time off their break. Take 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. Enter the bathroom. Lock it. I can't mind you are pooping in it. Nobody will come and worry you. You lock that toilet. Nana Sigebeyaba. Rebaba Balaka Satalabaye. 
It's my year of supernatural accomplishments. I'm making tremendous power available. Dynamic in this working for my life. If it's about the ministry, I'll be giving various things you should think about and pray about. If it's about ministry, you pray about the ministry. Listen, we want, we want to fill this place. I'm not going to fill it with my, with my power. It's all of us. We are all going to do it. Every church member, we are all doing it. So I'll be bringing information concerning what we should pray about. Because we need to pray. If we don't pray, our, our, the power of God cannot go forth from us to get things done. We are the, we are the reservoir of the power. We must lay cables for that power to move from us to other things. As you pray, you are laying cables. You are laying cables. Cables are moving from you to various places to cause the power that is in you to work there. Elijah was a man subject to like passions. Like us we are. That's the next verse. Elijah was, was a man subject. Elijah was a human being with the, with the nature such as we have. With feelings. With affections. And a constitution like ours. Elijah was just like you. He felt tired. He felt ill. He, the things were happening in his body like it happens with you. And he prayed. The difference was that he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. His prayer changed the atmosphere. No rain for three years. Do you think it was God who said no rain? He said no rain. And there was no rain. Joshua said to the, to the moon, stay where you are. And said to the sun, stay where you are. I'm fighting. I need victory. So you stay here. You stay here. He delayed the sun and the moon for 23 hours. And another guy came to come and delay the sun and the moon for one hour. That's why we have leap years. They cause leap year. These two people cause leap year. Leap year is not because the earth does not revolve like it doesn't go faster. No, some people stayed the sun at a certain time and stayed the moon at a certain time. Yes. Yes. Two people. They had the Holy Ghost come upon them. They had the Holy Ghost come. The Holy Ghost who moved them to do the things they did. It's the same Holy Ghost that is inside you. Hey, what can't you achieve? What can be done in your life? What can be done in your life? As you speak in the language way. As you pray in the Holy Ghost. Knowing that the power of God is inside you. You are filled with power. You are filled with power. And then you begin to release words. You begin to release words. You are laying cables to various places of your life. And what's your life change? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.